We are on Yevamos, towards the very bottom of Ayin and Rebbez of 70b, moving on to 71a. Uh, we are discussing the laws of the Korban Pesach, of the Pesach offering. Uh, and we got onto this through a discussion of Truma, that an RL, somebody who's not circumcised, is not allowed to eat Truma. And according to one of the opinions, this is learned out from the Korban Pesach, from the Pesach offering, that just like uh, if you are not circumcised, you're not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering, so too, you are not allowed to eat Chuma. So on that note, we were discussing different laws about the, the Pesach offering. And so the Gemara continues in that discussion. Now that we say whenever the verse says Bo, when you eat it, so then it's used to expound upon it to say that somebody who's a Ben Nechar... Uh, somebody who is uh, literally a, a nechar, uh, the Gemara explains, is referring to somebody who uh, is not just that they're not Jewish, but uh, even somebody who's Jewish, but who uh, no longer follows in the ways of the Torah. Somebody who rebels against God. How do we know they're also not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering? So the Gemara says, Bo Hamar is... Das poselis, hamaris das poselis, but meiser. That was specifically when it comes to the carbon pesach, when it comes to the pesach offering, uh, somebody who had rebels against God, they're not allowed to partake in the pesach offering. When it comes to other areas of halacha, like meiser, uh, so then they are allowed to partake in it. They're still viewed as Jewish, no matter what. They're still viewed as Jewish, uh, but when it comes to the pesach offering, they're not allowed to eat the pesach offering. It's interesting to note that some of the commentators point out. Uh, that the reason for this, the reason why the Pesach offering is so different is because Pesach is the holiday of our Muna, of our trust and belief in God uh, and what God did for the Jewish people at the very beginning of taking us out of Egypt. So for such a person who doesn't believe in God, somebody who rebels against God, for them to eat from the Pesach offering, that doesn't make sense. So they're not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering. Uh, the Gemara continues, Why does it say Bo? That somebody who's an Aral, somebody who's not circumcised, they are not allowed to partake in the Pesach offering. Bo, specifically that, Lamali, what's it coming to uh, exclude? Bo in Interesting idea, that they're not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering. If you're not circumcised, you're not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering. But you are allowed to eat the Matzah and the Marr. That these are different aspects. This is different aspects of the night. It's not all interrelated and interconnected completely. Uh, and so therefore, even though they are excluded from the Pesach offering, they are allowed to eat the matzah and the mar. Igmar says that we need both verses. The verse that teaches us that somebody who's an RL, somebody who's not circumcised, cannot eat from the Pesach offering, and also somebody who is um, no longer, who rebels, who rebels against God, is also not allowed to eat it. V'itzrech, l'mech of RL, v'itzrech l'mech of kol We need both. Why? Because rachman RL mishum demayiz, halo b'necha, halo b'necha, halo b'necha, that each of them are unique when it comes to um, an RL. So somebody who's not circumcised, it's because they're mice. It means literally means they're disgusting. They, they, there's something uh, physically uh, a problem, the fact that they're not circumcised. When it comes to somebody who doesn't follow in the ways of the Torah, that's because they're not following the ways of the Torah. But an RL is very different. They're following the ways of the Torah. Uh, but but uh, they just happen to not have a circumcision for whatever reason, either because they're, let's say, they're scared to have a circumcision, um, but that's not, not rebelling against God. Okay? That's why we need both cases. 
Mimenu, Mimenu, Lamalek, the Rabba, Amar, Ravitzuk. There's a separate point of why does it add the two words Mimenu? So that's for something which is going to come up later on, but that's really a separate point. Okay, now the Gemara returns to Rabbi Akiva. Going all the way back to a discussion that we had in last week's recording, Rabbi Akiva says, that ish ish the extra words ish ish when it comes to the verse that discusses truma ish ish person person is going to include an rl that meaning include in in the list of disqualifications that somebody who's an rl somebody who's not circumcised is not allowed to eat the special food that are given to the kohanim the truma they're not allowed to eat uh, truma so the gemara has the same back and forth that we had in last week's recording, so we're going to go through this a little faster. Um, the Gemara says, How do we know that it's coming to include in the disqualification somebody who's not circumcised? Maybe it's coming to include somebody who's an onain, somebody who is between the death and the burial. It has the same back and forth. We had this back and forth by Rabbi Eliezer, by the other source from Korban Pesach, from the Pesach offering. How do we know that we're coming to include uh, an RL, somebody who's not circumcised, but not in terms of their disqualification, but not uh, somebody who is an onain. So we have the same exact back and forth. Uh, because we have a separate verse which says that specifically that uh, somebody who's a non-Kohen is not allowed to eat from the truma, from the truma but implication being that if you're an onain, if you're somebody who is between the burial and the death, you are allowed to eat truma. The Gemara says, "Im of law arealos." How do we know when the, the verse doesn't say anything explicitly when it comes to a circumcision, the lack of a circumcision, or somebody who's between the burial and the death? Uh, how do we know which one to exclude, which one to include? Im of law arealos haksev ishish my rise. The Gemara gives the same back and forth. Mustavra arealos to have a later If we should include a disqualification, we should say that it's talking about the one the person who doesn't have a circumcision. Why? Because arealos. Shekane, mice, and crucim, they have a lot of disqualifications. They have a lot of, it's, it's, a, it's a stronger disqualification. Disqualification, why? They have various attributes. They're missing an action of the circumcision. It has to do with your body. It's a very severe punishment. It was commanded already before we received the Torah in Mount Sinai. It was commanded to Avram. And also, uh, if you don't have to do circumcision to your slave or to your child, so then that prevents you from eating and partaking in the Pesach offering. So we have all these different uh, character characteristics, which also which, which all apply uh, to somebody who's an RL. The Gemara says, "Adra baninos have a lerbuye shikin yeshan b'cholshah nuheges manashim manashim bein biyadolasakin atzmo." No, what are you talking about? Somebody who's an onin, somebody who uh, is between the death and the burial. They also have certain. Uh, Traits that make them unique and uh, more deserving of being disqualified. It's a, it's a higher level. Uh, first of all, anybody you could have. It's not just uh, one and done like bris mila by circumcision. Once you have the circumcision, you're done. No, when you're an onin for every, uh, unfortunately for every relative that passes away. So then you become an onin again. So that's number one. Number two is that this applies to men and women. And number three is that you can't fix it. That for the day of, you're an onin. The day of the burial. Uh, sorry, the day of the death uh, on the Torah level, that's the that's the day that you are in Onin. So Gemara gives the same answers. Hanach Lafishan, first of all, the reason why we're excluding and disqualifying an RL, somebody who's not circumcised, is because in terms of the list, they're greater. Rabba says, forget about that. Forget about the, the number game. 
the verse says ish ish. Rabbi Kiva says ish ish is coming to tell you that it's coming to include another example of somebody who is disqualified. Ish ish is talking about somebody who uh, has to do with something which has to do with an ish, with a person, not just a person, but a man. What distinguishes between a man and a woman, and a woman is their ability to have a circumcision. And so it's talking about a circumcision. Okay, that is the end of that discussion, a very similar discussion to what we had in last week's recording. They weren't asked. This is all within Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says that we learn out the fact that if you're not circumcised, uh, you cannot eat truma from the verse itself by truma. Ish, ish. So they weren't asked, what about the other verse that we had in last week's recording? Rabbi Kiva, what does Rabbi Kiva do with Tosha Vesachar, with that Zera Shava, with those extra words, Tosha Vesachar, which are found by the Pesach offering? Rabbi Lezer used those words to teach you that an Aral can't eat Truma. Somebody who's not circumcised can't eat Truma, the special food for the Kohanim. But Rabbi Kiva doesn't do that. He has that from us a different verse. So what does he do with the verse of Tosha Vesachar? The first answer, the Gemara, the Gemara is going to give one answer, reject it, and then give a second answer. Uh, it's coming to include, uh, tell you something that somebody who is a non-Jew and he had a circumcision, maybe you think that they could eat uh, from the Pesach offering because they had a circumcision. No, comes the verse, the point of this verse is to tell you that no, even if they had a circumcision, they are still disqualified. So the Gemara says, you know what? You don't even need a verse for this. The Gemara asks, is it really true that they're viewed as having a circumcision if they're not Jewish? The Mishnah says that with regards to taking an oath, if somebody were to take an oath to say that I, I'm not going to get any benefit or any uh, pleasure from those who are railing from those who do not have a circumcision. So the Gemara says, the Mishnah says that even somebody who's a Yisrael, you are allowed to get benefit from. And any non-Jew, you're not allowed to get benefit from because by definition, a non-Jew is viewed as an Aral. Even if they go through a circumcision, but their definition is that they are an Aral. And if I say that I'm not going to get any benefit from somebody who has a circumcision, so I can't get benefit from a Jew, but I am allowed to get benefit from a non-Jew even if they went through a circumcision. But at the end of the day, you are, uh, a, a non-Jew is defined as an RL. They are defined as an RL, and so therefore I don't need the verse for us to tell you that if you have a non-Jew who went through circumcision, they can't eat from the carbon Pesach, from the Pesach offering, because it's something which is obvious. Every non-Jew is defined as an RL, even if they had a circumcision. But in the end of the day, they are viewed as an RL. Very interesting idea. That it's not just based on the actual circumcision itself. Every non-Jew is viewed as an RL and every Jew, if they had a circumcision, then they're not viewed as an RL. If they did not have a circumcision, so then they are viewed as an RL. So we go back to our original question: What is the what the words Tosha Vesachar? What is that coming to? Uh, what is that coming to uh, teach us? Sigmar so says, also fascinating. Two cases: Toshav and Sachar. We have two words: Toshav and Sachar. If they're not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering, what is that coming to include? Number one, this goes back to the discussion that we had. Way back earlier, a, if you have a convert who is in the process of converting and all they had was a circumcision, but they did not go to the mikvah yet. So we had a discussion. Is having a circumcision alone, does that suffice? Does it not suffice? What exactly is the status between the circumcision and going to the mikvah? And so the Gemara here says that uh, even though maybe um, they, they, let's say, 
to explain this according to one of the commentators, let's say they left being a non-Jew, but they haven't yet entered into being Jewish because they didn't go to the mikveh yet to become a Jew, but they left uh, their status of being a non-Jew. Still, they're not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering because they have not become a full-fledged Jew. Furthermore, another very interesting idea, if there's a baby who was born circumcised, we have this sometimes, the baby is born circumcised, so the law is, is that even though they don't need a circumcision, they were born circumcised, you still have to do something which is referred to as hatafas dambris. You have to uh, poke so that some blood comes out. You have to have some blood come out, uh, which is a separate mitzvah. So if you have somebody who was born circumcised, they did not yet do this idea, this this, this halacha of a hatafas dambris to make sure that some blood comes out. They didn't do that yet. Are they allowed to eat from the Pesach offering? They're circumcised. So that's why this verse is coming to teach you that no, they're not allowed to eat from the Pesach offering even though they're circumcised because they still need to do hatafas dambris. They still have to do, to remove some blood. Okay, that's what the Gemara says. And Rabbi Elazar, Rabbi Elazar, who argues in Rabbi Kivan, says Toshi Vesachar is used uh, for something else entirely. It's used uh, as a Gzir Shava. It's open to teach you something with regards to the laws of Truma that somebody who's not circumcised cannot eat Truma. The reason why it doesn't say like Rabbi Akiva is just because he holds that a ger who has a circumcision without going to the mikvah is a complete ger, is a complete convert. And he also holds that uh, anybody who's born circumcised doesn't need anything else. You're done. If you're born circumcised, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to let some blood come out. You're completely circumcised. You don't have to do anything. So therefore, of course you can eat from the Pesach offering, according to uh, Rabbi Lezer. And then finally, Rabbi Lezer, hi, ish, ish, my ovidlei. They say for Belezer, what does he do with Rabbi Kiva's verse? But until now, we've been saying, Rabbi Kiva, what do you do with Rabbi Lezer's verse? These are all two different sources. Rabbi Lezer, what does he do with the extra words, ish, ish, in the context of Truma? It says, person, person. Uh, with regards to the disqualification of a, for Rabbi Kiva, of a, of a, uh, somebody who didn't have a circumcision, they cannot eat Truma. So what does Rabbi Lezer do with that? So the Gemara's answer is, Rabbi Lezer is of the opinion that the Torah sometimes it will say ish, ish, person, person, because since it's the normal way in which we speak, the Torah essentially lowered itself to the language of mankind, and they they use the language, even if it's an extra word, but because it's normal, this is what's normally done, we cannot expound upon it. It's something which is normally done, and the Torah writes in a way which is uh, normal for the way we, the way we speak to each other. Okay, that is the end of that discussion. Uh, so we'll go a little further in the Gemara. The Gemara asks a very interesting question. Very interesting question. First of all, we've been discussing truma. Truma is special food that are given to the Kohen. Special food that's given to the Kohen. Now, with truma, it's not just food which is given, but you could do anything with it. And so the, you could also, it's only permissible for a Kohen to, uh, to use the oil, to use the oil on a person's body. That's also allowed only for a Kohen, but not for a non-Kohen. The question is, what happens if you have a baby who is less than eight days old? They have not yet been commanded to have a brismila, to have a circumcision. So are they allowed to, are you, is somebody else allowed to smear some oil on them? They're not eating. Not at an age in which they could eat it. They were less than eight days old, but could you put some oil on them? Oil of truma. They are a Kohen, but they haven't had a circumcision yet. 
But they also weren't commanded in circumcision because they have to wait till the eighth day. So there is no mitzvah. So this gets really to the heart of some of the things that we've been discussing now. Physically, they haven't had a circumcision. But from a halachic perspective, they weren't commanded yet. There is no command. So do they? Are you allowed to give them truma? Are you not allowed to give them truma? What's the halacha? That is uh, his question. Uh, so we'll see that there are many, many... We'll see the following attempt to answer the question. The Gemara says as follows, and then we'll see that there are many responses to this attempt. Amr Abzir, Abzir says Tashma. I can, maybe I can prove it from the following. Now with regards to the baby himself, but there's also a separate halacha, there's a separate law that uh, a person cannot eat from the Pesach offering until his slaves do have a bris milah, they have a circumcision, and the children have a circumcision. Only then is the person allowed to eat uh, and partake in the Pesach offering. So the Gemara is going to add, the Gemara is going to try to prove that we could come up with a case where uh, you have somebody who's under the eight, let's say they had a baby, uh, right very close to Pesach. The baby is now less than eight days old. You want to eat your Pesach offering, but you can't do Prismila on your son. It's just not the time yet. He can't, go, he can't go through a circumcision. So even though he can't go through a circumcision, the Gemara wants to entertain the possibility that it will still prevent you from eating the carbon Pesach, from eating the Pesach offering, because your son, in the end of the day, is an RL, even though he has no command. But in the end of the day, he's an RL. That's what the Gemara wants to prove. So Rebbeir says as follows: Tashma, only elamila zachar of b'shasa siyav avadu b'shasa chila minayin litein et samar shazeb bezeb et samar shazeb bezeb. The Gemara discusses two stages in the Pesach offering. The first stage is the actual shchita. This is the uh, slaughtering of the animal when it comes to the Pesach offering, and then there's the eating of the animal that you eat from the animal. That's what the Gemara is discussing now. Those two stages. So when the when the verse says that uh, if your son is not circumcised, so then you cannot eat, or we expound upon the verse that teaches that, uh, so that's only in the context of uh, the shechita, actual slaughtering. And when it comes to a slave, uh, the, the verse says that uh, if you have a slave that you didn't give a circumcision to, so then that prevents you from eating from the korban pesach from the pesach offering. So over there too. It only is within one context, but it says that if your slave uh, didn't have a circumcision, c- circumcision it means uh, by the time in which a person eats. So when it comes to um, when it comes to a child, it's at the time of the slaughtering of the animal. When it comes to a slave, it's at the time of eating. At even at the, at the time of eating, uh, minai, so the Gemara says, says how do we know that really it applies for both when it comes to a child and when it comes to a non, non-Jewish slave that it, you need to make sure that they are not an RL, that they are circumcised both at the time of the shechita, at the time of the slaughtering, and at the time in which you eat, you personally eat. Uh, that's the end of the b'risa. So the Gemara analyzes this b'risa and says as follows. So we'll just see the beginning of it and then in the next recording we'll see the response. I understand for a non-Jewish slave, you could have a scenario where it's not a problem at the time of the of the slaughtering, but it is a problem at the time in which you eat. How could go into Zivnubini If you buy, if you acquire this non-Jewish slave uh, after the shechita, after the slaughtering, before a person eats from it, so then that's going to cause a problem. That itself will cause a problem. If you didn't do circumcision on this non-Jewish slave, so then you cannot eat from the Korban Pesach, from the Pesach offering. But when it comes to your own child, 
we say that you can have a scenario where at the time in which you slaughter, um, it's not a problem. But at the time in which you eat, so then it becomes a problem. What exactly is that case? If you had a child and he needs a circumcision, so then it should be a problem both uh, you know, at the time of the slaughtering and at the time in which you eat. The What's the case? The case is where the baby is born in between, in between the slaughtering and the eating of the Pesach offering, those few hours, that's when the baby was born. And so we see from here that a baby was born less than eight days old, less than one day old, less than eight days old, and nevertheless, he could prevent the parents uh, from eating truma, or, or sorry, from partaking in the carbon Pesach, on the Pesach offering. The very fact that he was born, and he didn't have a circumcision, even though it's less than eight days, that itself will prevent the father from partaking in the Pesach offering. So this answers our question, says the Gemara. So we see from here, <coughs> excuse me, says the Gemara, we see from here that even if you are a baby less than eight days old, you are viewed as an RL. You are, are you prevent your father from eating from the Pesach offering. And perhaps also you're not allowed to be smeared with uh, oil from that belongs to Truma. Because until this baby who's less than eight days old reaches the point of eight days old and has a circumcision, so then he's viewed as an RL, even if he's not commanded. That's what it seems like according to the Gemara. The Gemara is going to reject that. The Gemara is going to give various ways to explain. How could you come up with a scenario when it comes to a child that at the time of the slaughtering, uh, there's no issue, but at the time in which they eat and partake in the Pesach offering, there is an issue. So the Gemara is going to give different answers for that, different explanations for that to say how you don't have to rely on our current explanation. And we'll see all this in the next recording.